Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord for The Awakening in America, an outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library. Welcome. I'm so glad you joined me today. My name is Brenda McCord. As we walk with God, our heart should be stirred to worship the strong God of creation, Elohim, and the God of relationship, Jehovah. I pray this is true for each of us more and more every day. This week, we're going to take a closer look at another name of God, Adonai, the God who rules. Well, you know, we moved to Garland, Texas back in January of 1992 to attend Dallas Theological Seminary. We needed to enroll our two older sons in first and second grade, and so I went to the office at Club Hill Elementary School. I completed the necessary paperwork, and the office administrator reviewed each application. She then looked at me and said, Mrs. McCord, we have room for Mark in second grade, but Jonathan will have to ride a bus and attend first grade several miles from here. What? In disbelief, I'm looking at her. I'm from Pennsylvania. There's always room for children in school. This seems so strange to me, and I was shocked. In disbelief, I walked out to get in my car and drive home. Well, on the way home, I had a very clear and direct conversation with God. Lord, you called us to Dallas, Texas. I cannot put my first grade son on a bus all alone to ride to school. Is it too much to ask you to allow Jonathan to attend the same school as his older brother? I went into our rental house and walked straight to our bedroom. A few minutes later, Walt came back the hallway and said there was a phone call for me. I answered the phone, and the voice on the other end of the line told me she worked in the office at Club Hill Elementary School. She said to me, Mrs. McCord, right after you left the office, a father came in and he withdrew his daughter from first grade. We have room for each of your sons at Club Hill Elementary. Wow, really? God had heard my cry on that short drive home that morning. Yes, really, our God is strong. He wants to have a genuine relationship with each of us. But he also wants us to acknowledge that he and he alone is the God of power and authority. Well, we're going to see a picture of that in today's scripture passage, which is found in Exodus chapter 4. And we'll begin at verse 1 today, where it reads, Then Moses said, what if they will not believe me or listen to what I say? For, for they may say, the Lord has not appeared to you. Moses asks God a doubting question. What if? 
What if they won't believe? What if they won't listen? What if they challenge me? You know, I'm guilty of those doubting questions to God as well, and I'm sure you are. When we ask what if questions of God, these words point to our lack of trust, our doubt, our fear. And it's interesting because psychologists tell us that somewhere between 85 to 95 percent of the things we worry about or question what if will never happen. And yet we use great amounts of time and energy fretting. These things just will not come to pass. And yet we worry, become anxious and fret. These doubts become our reason for not stepping into God's will for our lives. Well, I need to hear that message, and maybe you do too. I need to stop saying, what if? But God does not allow Moses' what if to get in his way. Rather, he replies with a question to Moses in verse 2. The Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? And he said, a staff. You know, God is able to take the most common tool that we hold in our hand, the basic everyday ability or gift in our lives. Why? Because we see it as commonplace and nothing special. But let's see in verses three to five what God will do with that staff. God said to Moses, throw it on the ground. So he threw it on the ground and it became a serpent and Moses fled from it. But the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand, grasp it by its tail. So he stretched out his hand and caught it and became a staff in his hand that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has appeared to you. So God takes that common tool in Moses' hand, that staff, and he demonstrates that he's the God of power and authority. Moses' staff was under the authority of God And when it was, it became a serpent. And when you grasp the serpent by the tail, it became a staff. God has power. And in verse 6 and 7, the Lord had another sign for Moses. Put your hand into your bosom. So he put his hand into his bosom. And when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous like snow. And then he said, put your hand into your bosom again. So he put his hand into his bosom again. And when he took it out, behold, it was restored like the rest of his flesh. So we see in this second sign that Adonai, God, has charge of our health, of our physical bodies. He has all authority. And then in verses 8 and 9, God says, if they will not believe you or heed the witness of the first sign, which is the staff, they may believe the witness of the last sign. But if they will not believe even these two signs, the staff and the leprous hand, 
and will not heed to what you say, then you will take some water from the Nile and pour it on the dry ground. And the water which you take from the Nile will become blood on the dry ground. The God who rules over all with power and authority, the God Elohim, who is the creator God, can take that power and authority as Adonai and turn the water, which he created, of the Nile River into blood. You know, God has answered Moses' what ifs, and he's given him three different signs, the staff in his hand, his very hand becoming leprous, and then that sign of water from the Nile River turning into blood. But Moses has one more reason to prove his inadequacy. In verses 10 to 13, Moses said to the Lord, Please, Lord, I've never been eloquent, neither recently nor in time past, nor since you've spoken to your servant, for I'm slow of speech and slow of tongue. The Lord said to him, Who has made man's mouth? Or who makes him mute or deaf or seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Then go, and I, even I, will be with your mouth and teach you what you are to say. You see, Moses is struggling with God's request to serve as that one who will go and stand before Pharaoh and ask Pharaoh that the people of Israel be released from their bondage in Egypt. This is a huge request of God for Moses to serve. And Moses is thinking back on his past. He's, God, I murdered an Egyptian man. God, don't you remember? I had to flee from Pharaoh and ran to the land of Midian where I've been a shepherd for 40 years. And then, of course, this last excuse, Moses says, I never attended a speech class. And he has excuses that he is slow of speech and slow of tongue. The Lord... Elohim answers Moses and he says, I am the creator. I'm the creator. I made your mouth. And he says, I have a relationship with you. Haven't we been spending time together watching the sheep? And then he says, I have the power and authority. I will be with your mouth. I will teach you. This is my responsibility, Moses. Trust me. Well, I like this quote from Tony Evans' book, The Power of God's Name. Listen as I read. When we surrender to him as Lord and owner over our lives, he takes the raw materials of our human existence and he sprinkles his power over us. He spreads his grace over us and infuses his spirit into us. He makes it work, despite how feeble our own abilities may be. You haven't even begun to see what God can do if he becomes not only your Elohim, the God of creation, but also your Adonai, 
the master, ruler, and owner of your life. End of quote. He wants us to acknowledge that he and he alone is the God of power and authority. And as I've reflected on who God is, even in this conversation he had with Moses, I'm reflecting and pondering on his attributes. Let's look at some of the attributes we see in this passage today. He speaks and all of creation obeys. Moses' staff, the hand of leprosy, the Nile River water turned to blood. He is all powerful. He's strong. I can always run to him. He's my strong tower. He is believable. He is the truth. He has authority over all creation. He is worthy of my praise and my trust. He keeps every promise he makes. He causes all things to work together for good. He has called us, you and me. He is my protector. Nothing can separate us from the power of God. And you know, he knows the intimate details about my life, and he still loves me. God's names draw us closer to him as we get to know him better. And I pray our hearts turn to worship him when we reflect on those attributes. Well, as we move to head to heart, in order for our relationship with God to grow and mature, we must humble ourselves before the Lord and practice applying his truth to our life, our actions, our thoughts, and our words every day. These are a few of the head-to-heart application statements I came up with this week, and you may have others as well as some along these same lines. I thought that I should consider how often I say what if, or I have an excuse for God for not obeying or following what he's calling and make myself more aware of that by putting a dime into a jar every time I catch myself saying, what if? I've already got a few in the jar, and I want to commit in my heart and mind to remove these words from my vocabulary. Another question I ask myself is, what common gift or ability does God want me to use for his glory and purpose? What common gift or ability does God want me to use for his glory and purpose? God's able to use a common tool, the basic ability that we have, but am I willing to yield it to him? What is causing my heart to not trust Adonai, the God of power and authority? What's blocking my heart, surrender, pride, a sin issue, and causing me to resist God's power and authority? Those were some deep questions that I've been asking myself, and I hope that you'll take time to reflect on those as well. 
In this week's lesson, I've been amazed at the beauty of God's names as they weave together and enlarge my understanding of who God really is. He is the strong creator, Elohim. He is the relational God, Jehovah, and he is the God who rules, Adonai. My heart is moved with desire to know him better, grow in relationship with him, and stand behind the one who has all power and authority. Next week, we'll study God's name, Jehovah Saba, the Lord, our warrior. I look forward to our time in his word as we learn more about the names of God. You can find the study guide below in the show notes. Join me for our time together again next week. I'm so very thankful for you, and I'm glad you are listening to our podcast, Walk with God. Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord for the Awakening in America and Outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library.